Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. Thank you for joining us as we recap week 11 in the CFL and then get into some excellent week 12 matchups. Uh, before we begin, a good time to remind you uh, that whatever podcast site you're listening to this podcast on, go ahead and leave us a nice review. Follow us on x.com, you know the one, uh, at Shups and Preds. And if you are in the mood, send some listener feedback to shupsandpreds at gmail.com. The only way we can improve is hearing non-constructive, yeah, we don't want to, basically just tell us we're doing great, and then we'll just keep doing what we're doing. I don't see improvement happening, but consistency can be reached. So at least that's how I feel about it. Joining me this week, Matt, Tyler, how are you guys? I'm doing fine. Fine from Tyler. I'm doing Matt. great. I think things are going great. It was a rough. It's, it was a it's rough. It's no longer very hot side of things. Oh, rough. dude, I am in a room that is no joke, 25 degrees cooler than where I than what it was last week. It's is, oh, very nice. Is summer over? I'm hoping so. <laughs> uh, yeah, only, uh, I was I liking really summer loved. until. This last week, which was the only terrible. thing I really love about summer is the length of the days. Amazing. That's why Scotland was so nice. It was 60 degrees, but still bright out all day. I thought that was the perfect uh, companionship. Nice, cool weather, but light out all the time. It was, it was great to see during that Winnipeg Calgary. And it was like it was like less than. Like 50, it was like 50 degrees, a kickoff, 40-something degrees. Oh. Pretty amazing stuff. It's great. It's what we need. The heat is just not for me. It's not my thing. Um, that being said, any notable news you guys want to cover before we get into a little Week 11 review? For me, nothing. Uh, Edmonton uh, assi- or appointed their new interim person. Uh, I, I don't have much to say about that. We'll see how it goes. Um, apart from that, you guys got anything? No, I think uh, I think the new player prediction stuff uh, went well. I think that like I, I like it still. I wouldn't change anything quite yet. Yes. Um, but what did you guys think of of that new format? Bang. Paying new attention format during bangs. the games is the question. Yeah, the new format bangs. It like it. Uh... <laughs> It, 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 although I do, you know, I do feel like I've got to be a little bit more. I just don't want to be, I don't want to be of two minds while watching the game. I certainly find myself, found myself watching the Calgary um, Winnipeg game. It's like, all right, I need Calgary or I need Winnipeg to come back and win this game. But sorry, Brady, you just can't get any more touches. Like you can't get this over in yards. Um, so I'd rather not do that again. So we'll see. I might be a little, uh, a little bit strategically different so that I can just be singularly focused while watching the games. That's how I feel. <laughs> totally fair. That totally was always fair. my, that's always, always my issue when playing like a, you know, fantasy of any kind is I don't like to have guys on my fantasy team who I'm rooting against their team to win. Like the Browns or something. Well, I would never do that. Don't insult me. <laughs> But yeah, like that's just Patri- masochism. Like a Patriots player. Like if I had like 
Like, you know, you had like Gronk back in the day. Great. Obviously a smart pick, but I just don't want, I would never want them to win. So it was always, it was always tough. You know how it goes, Tyler. Makes complete sense. Okay. With that being said, uh, still our Preds leader by the hair of his chinny chin chin is Matt. So Matt, you uh, first give us a review of the Edmonton Hamilton game up a beautiful day in CFL history. A, a great day. Uh, you know, still looking for that first home win, but this was a great end of the slide. I will say I am, people on Twitter are very hot on Trey Ford. Oh my God. Very hot. They're the like, conspiracy how, how did Chris Jones not start this guy for the conspiracy eight weeks? What the hell was he thinking? It's like, this guy is thrown for less than 175 yards twice. Dude. Twice. The conspiracy theories surrounding the Trey Jones thing are really, they are taking away the joy of the situation, for me at least. Because it's like, it's dude, weird. let's just it's be like... happy. No, it's as if nobody's w- watching the games. It's like, yeah, you do realize, like, the offense is totally di- Like, it is, it's weird. It's weird. So, I'm not that, I'm not that I was super hot on uh, um, Corny or uh, Doge, the Doge corn. Day. Day. Uh, the, do- the, do- the Doge corn. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, Trey, Trey Ford did great. Great on the ground. Um, They they won, but let's like pump the brakes here. That was my big takeaway is I'm very happy that the Edmonton Elks walked away with a victory. And I can count on them, I think, over the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But I don't think that momentum is going to carry them very far, personally. I didn't see it. Uh, Yeah, what do you guys think? Any any specific it, notes? It was a beautiful, well played game from the Elks. That's my that's all <laughs> I can say is they were clearly uh, you know motivated, ready to roll. Even the weather delay couldn't take it out of them. Um, it was good. I was just excited to see they had um, you know no turnovers apart from a couple of um, uh, turnovers on downs, which don't really count in my opinion. Um, and so they took care of the ball. Uh, they only had five penalties, which I think for the Elks is like, you might as well have none. That's borderline none. And the <laughs> five, five. Is, five is the new zero. Five, it really is the new zero. So they, they just, it was a really well-played game. You know, I, I really can't, I, I, it's not like I didn't see it coming. I'll be honest, Matt, we predicted this. We, I, I did see this one coming. So I was not surprised. Um, but they just took care of the job. I think, you know, ran the ball well. It was uh, kind of everybody ran the ball well. Kevin they, Brown. They locked it. They locked game. it. They locked it down in that second half. They only they only yeah. scored three points in the second half. Uh, but they just, yeah, they just locked up Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, seven sacks. So I think that's the one thing I would really say is, uh, you know, for Hamilton, um, Powell had an. Like, if you just looked at his throwing stats, you're like, oh, my goodness, he was so accurate. But, like, he was under duress the whole game, seven sacks. Uh, They really, I think, uh, the defense stepped up. And I think that's 
the great thing of this Edmonton revival is you have the defense making plays. That's what I think, you know, in the first half against Winnipeg last in week 10, defense making plays, putting them in good position. So if they can keep that going, uh, then it just makes the offense under Trey Ford's life a lot easier. They finally played a team and just at least matched them and like yes. let this let and didn't make the mistakes because if they this was a tight game same amount of first downs total yardage is very close yards per play was quite close everything is if you just look at all of the stuff it was quite equal you, it looks like a coin flip game but you're right the, the penalties and the no turnovers and the time of possession one yep is what swung it it's a beautiful thing the thing. player performance line for this game was Eugene Lewis, 59 and a half yards. We all predicted over. He was under 14. And I really think what... Pretty shocking that they won with him having 14 yards. Well, no, it's just like well, they, they just won. That, but they won ahead, with, man. yeah. They, they just did not take to the air at all. Um, so the, the most was... I mean, Stephen Dunbar Jr. had a, had a great game. 93 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but, on but he was the only one. Over. Yeah, he, was he only and, targeted yeah. four times. Only eighteen pass attempts. Sorry, nineteen, yeah. including Corny's one. Um, yeah, there's just not there's just not a lot of air action. So I think they did it on the ground, and the air action they did have was converted from Stephen Dunbar. So um, a, a, a fine return, Eugene. We we hope for more out of you next uh, next time. I think that's they just yeah there just wasn't much throwing. Uh, we should have thought about that. Well, I, I, had, I yeah I said that Trey Ford had thrown for and, and I might have misspoke, but I think he I looked up he threw for one eighty nine, um, and so he's one eighty nine yards and one seventy four yards. Hence, like, the, just not a, hence the hence hence the pumping of the brakes. Yeah. So very good, Tyler. Talk us about an unexpected close call between Winnipeg and Calgary on the frozen tundra at McMahon. Oh boy. This one was a doozy. This was an old, your old school. Your, this was your grandfather's slop fest. Uh, it, really was. it was, it was, it was bleak. Um, Drew Brown uh, started in place of Zach Claros. Um, and Jake Mayer, they both uh, tried to see who could not play as well, the better. <laughs> could be worse. We'll see. It was a slop off, as they would say. Um, I've heard about these. Usually, you can't talk about that on air. Yeah, usually we, our fans don't like us talking about slop offs on here, but but we have to. Um, yeah, just nobody stood out as a performer. There's nobody. I I, I guess. Bo. Bo had a good game. I'm surprised he didn't run the ball more. Drew Brown having 27 pass attempts is wild. Like that is not the recipe to success. That is far too many pass attempts for Drew Brown. Um, yeah, this was sort of a who's going to have the ball last game, and uh, it ended up not mattering because Rene Paredes missed a potential. Like I don't it would it, I mean it totally would have changed Winnipeg's approach offensively on that last drive. So it could have been the game-winning field goal. He went six for eight. He did miss. Two field goals that would have won the game. I, w- I will give Jake this. He threw a perfectly catchable touchdown pass to Luther Hakanavanu, who just Ooh. dropped it without a defender within 10 yards of him. 
uh, he just he just started thinking about his touchdown dance before he caught it. So I mean, Calgary beats itself with its poor play, it missed untimely drops. Of course, Jake's one interception returned for a pick six. Um, when he throws picks, they go, they go, they sc- they get in the end zone. Just a lot of times they're going in the he wrong end. He does not throw friendly interceptions. No, he does not throw friendly. He doesn't throw 50-50 ball, jump balls to get caught by the defender. Okay, they fall down. Okay, just basically like a, a, a somewhat of a short punt or something. No, these are, these are two, these are people who jump routes. So he's, he's clearly got a problem with staring down receivers. That's the kind of passes that get pick sixed. Is staring down receivers and and DBs reading reading your eyes and jumping the route and then you know having the momentum to start running the other way. So um, there is some there is some truth to to that that he is just what are his what are his issues? One of them I think is staring down receivers. Um, he was eleven for twenty four. That's not good. Is that bad? That's bad. Kadeem Carey. This was his first kind of game leading the line. Did not go well. Uh, 10 carries for 28 yards. I, I again, how healthy is he? I, I hope he's fully fit. I, to, that's not, those are not Kadeem carry numbers. Um, yeah, how this game was close, I, I really makes no sense. I understand Caleros isn't playing, but I guess it goes to, for Winnipeg here, just is a sign that, you know, Caleros has, is, is more valuable. You know, we thought this team was just, you know, studded roster you can throw anybody out there at quarterback maybe you know when you got Dalton Schoen, Dembski, Lawler, Bailey, Oliveira like you're just going to go out there you play with like a like a, med- a mediocre quarterback and be fine it's clearly not true um they're lucky that the defense held and that Calgary's sort of inept because they only scored 12 points on offense love a field goal Love a field goal. So what, Until what, what, the end. Renee we, was really looking for player of the game, and then he missed that last one, and that kind of stunk. Yeah, 10 field goals made this game. That's just uh, – well, I guess – I know for, for me, Winnipeg's offensive player of the game is Sergio Castillo. Those four field goals are four for four. Needed to have them. Absolutely. Um, and then as far as the Pred goes, uh, was the Pred with Bar I said, I believe you were both right on the – I had Bo going over one ten. Looking at the box score, uh, should have gotten more carries. Yeah, more it carries. was kind of just an odd game. There was no rhythm. It yeah. was just a weird game. It was a weird game because he he's was up close. He was up. I think. I mean, I think he eclipsed seventy in like the first half. He was looking. He was looking on pace, but I guess being down, you know, you're not going to be able to predict that you're going to score a pick six. So you know. They they were thinking they got to throw the ball to get back in the game. So, so I I missed I whiffed on that one pretty bad thirty yard off thirty yards off. So, so one thing I'd love to bring up, not to uh, you know kick a man while he's down, but this is the fourth straight game without a touchdown pass for Jake Mayer. There have been no signs whatsoever of Tommy Stevens coming in and playing quarterback uh, outside of short yardage downs. It would be it would be malpractice to not start thinking about that if you're Calgary, right? There has to be those conversations taking place if we're speculating. Is that fair? It would be insane if it's all Jake from here on out. I would say that's fair. 
I mean, he hasn't he hasn't eclipsed 200 yards for the past three weeks, and this is so four in a row without a touchdown pass, six total without a touchdown pass, and currently eight touchdowns to 12 interceptions on the year. Um, and he got lucky that he had a week seven game where he had four touchdown passes against Ottawa. If not for that, he'd be looking not good. Um, so yeah, weird times in Calgary, weird times. But I, I would think there's got to be some conversation about getting another quarterback in there. Would be my take. Yeah, I don't know who's. I don't know who they're going to get in there. Is it going to if it's going to be Tommy Stevens or? If, but yeah, I think they are short on options, and and in this point in the season, I think it's hard to go find one. Facts. Facts. Okay, let's talk about another insane finish. Another one point game with the. Montreal Alouettes coming from behind to defeat the Ottawa Red Blacks 25-24. Montreal uh, with a late touchdown scamper um, by Caleb Evans to secure the victory. Uh, it was great action. As far as the player performance prediction, uh, we all predicted our boy Dustin Crum to go over 250 and a half passing yards, unfortunately. He did not do that for us. He only managed 130 on 14 of 19 uh, passing. Um, it was a slot fest for a large part of the game, and then things sort of ignited in the fourth quarter in a pretty exciting manner. Who could have predicted Caleb Evans to have 36 passing attempts? Uh, that was certainly surprising, but obviously when they're in a position when they're down, that's what you got to do. Uh, still John, <laughs> what the hell happened there? I think he pulled his headphones out. <laughs> Has he realized it yet? I don't know. <laughs> yes, he just did. <laughs> no, can you guys hear me? Now, I, now we can. Well, now so we can. I, did you pull my your headphones, headphones out? In the whole, my headphones were in the whole time. Oh, what happened? It's, it had that else. staticky sound like you pulled your headphones out. Oh, no. Am I clear? Yeah. You're clear now. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll repeat what I said, uh, which was that... Uh, Caleb still Evans, waiting, yeah. Still waiting on that signature game uh, from William Stanback. He had another tough one. But Austin Mack continues with his exceptional season. Uh, Tyler Sneed, close to eclipsing 100 yards as well, with 98. Just Formerly Chuck. Out. Uh, solid outing from Montreal to get this come from behind victory. Um, Matt, throw to you, because I know you have thoughts on this Caleb Evans scenario. Yeah, I think Caleb Evans has put together uh, two great um, performances. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but as far as a dual threat CFL style quarterback, um, he's... He leads the way this year. He's been the best in terms of being that dual threat quarterback, certainly better on the ground than Cody. Um, just, better, just as far as evading sacks, for sure. Better in the pocket than yes. Cody uh, and out of the pocket. Um, so, yeah, I think like we will get to it when we get to uh, the first game of the, the week, but... I, I think this upcoming week, week 12, uh, I don't know. I, it seems like the 
Alouettes are very, very hot on Cody. They've made it very clear that there's no the there's no controversy. He was injured. Backup took over. They had two good wins. Um, and now, now what? Yes, I'm excited to talk about this when we talk. But there's that's certainly two solid performances. Performances come from behind. Uh, victory from uh, Evans. So exciting, exciting game uh, from Montreal uh, to go ahead and you know try and uh, grab a further hold of that second spot uh, in the East. Um, and finally, we'll talk about whew, who saw this coming. Clearly, none of us. It's the only game of the week that everybody got wrong. Uh, BC traveled to uh, Regina and caught an L, an L, which uh, they made it interesting in the end at Truly one point shocking. down thirty-one to thirteen. Uh, BC. What a what? This 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 was this game was drunk. This game was absolutely game, wasted. This game was drunk. Uh, losing to Jake Dolagala and the Saskatchewan Roughriders 34-29. to um, An absolute just air attack on both sides of the ball. Vernon Adams throwing for 444 yards. Uh, Dolagala, a little bit more meager, but certainly a nice outing for what was at the beginning of the season, the third-string quarterback uh, for the Riders, throwing for 239 and three touchdowns. Um, yeah, just crazy. I, I don't know, really know what to say. BC just having a few miscues here and there. Uh, the turnovers kind of bit them in the butt. Um, poor, I don't know what you'd say. Poor, yeah, I mean, fumbles, interceptions, the whole thing was, was not great. Um, penalties, it was just a poor performance from BC, kind of uncharacteristic to what you might have think for, what I certainly would think for this team. Um, but in the end, Saskatchewan holds on. Uh, they are five and five now. Uh, five hundred seems crazy to me. It really does seem crazy to me. Uh, but Saskatchewan is looking, I would say, pretty dang. Uh, I don't want to say comfortable, but they certainly are in control of their own destiny uh, in terms of a playoff spot. Uh, better than better off than Calgary and Edmonton. Um, so uh, an exciting turn of events for the Riders. Uh, guys, anything you would like to say? Oh, let's first talk player performance prediction. I predicted uh, that Keon Hatcher would have over 95.5 yards. And my goodness, was he close. A great line, John. My A great line. line. Thank you. You know, what, <laughs> you know what's interesting is... You know, if I go back and tell the amazing tale of how I came up with that this line, it was that his season average was 93.8. And so I said, <laughs> let's go a little bit higher, 95.5. Okay. They're playing against the writers, for God's he sake. He better. His season average. Uh, and I also want to, but I would like to highlight, as far as Keon Hatcher goes, six catches, 94 yards, touchdown. My man was targeted 14 times. He snags one of those he's over, two of those he's well over. Uh, so what could have been in terms of this player performance prediction? Uh, a nice outing uh, for Alexander Hollins and Lucky Whitehead, though. Uh, this was just an exciting game. Uh, there are a few I will say, can we, can we give Matt a shout on the Alexander Hollins spread? We will. We will. We oh, will we, oh we will. You will, actually. Because um, that's, that's your part coming up. 
but there were a few drives. Uh, VA was hobbling. He got roughed up a little bit where in that fourth quarter, he was just making plays. It was fun. It was a fun comeback, a really good time. Guys were absolutely laying like just the nastiest hits. I got to look up this guy's name because I hope that this, I don't know. I know people don't highlight. We don't have you got jacked up anymore. There's this linebacker. <laughs> that, that, shout out that segment. What a classic. There's this linebacker, TJ Brunson. All right, guys. I don't know if y'all recall this. I think this was first quarter, second quarter, kick return. TJ Brunson for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders laid one of the hardest hits on Terry Williams on a kick return that I've seen in a long time. It was so filthy nasty. Um if you're listening to this pod and you're like, oh, I don't remember that, go look it up right now. It was unbelievable. So this was a this was a fun, uh, you know, high flying game. And so, uh, you know, sad I missed on the Preds, but uh, an entertaining game for sure. Also, go look up you got jacked up vids from like the early oh. early to mid fouls. You got I mean, there is just up. there is just zero percent chance anything like this will ever be done with like concussion stuff now. You know what I have never to say? You got up is football is an inherently dangerous game. Big hits are a part of it, and it's why we love it. We don't have to lie to ourselves. It's why Can you imagine it's... a boxing compilation not full of knockouts. I couldn't. <laughs> I just like all these people. I'd be lying to you if I like, said I didn't. Oh I didn't. I'm not. Wa- I'm not watching a jacked up video on my laptop while we're talking about it. Football, God, it's it's so good. This is from 2004. Not good 2000. For that brain. Football's not good for your head. I never knew that until the scientific literature came out. Please. Do not say this to my face, or I will walk away from any conversation we are in. NFL in 04, great, great Right stuff. up my alley. We are, you're very close to getting me involved in this, but so we got to move on before I we get all really deep. Up. Let's not act like we don't. <laughs> Moving on. Listen, standings, uh, little, if you, if you have seen, if you follow us on x.com, you may have seen a graphic. There was a bit of a typographical error on my part. I apologize. Uh, my score is 29 and 14. I am two games clear of the rest of the field who are all tied at 27 and 16. Shout out to John out of the basement. Hey, it was the perfect. So t- <laughs> it was the perfect. Three. You guys inverted because Tyler was one point ahead of Peter was one point ahead of John. John got three. Peter got two. You got one to bring it together. That was Disa- a disastrous performance by me this week. <laughs> disastrous. Tight. So that concludes a little week 11 recap. Oh, wait. No, it doesn't. Oh. Because it is Tyler's responsibility to go through our weekly leader predictions, see who got those right, and see who ended up on top. Are we keeping a, are we keeping a, a yearly or rest of the year sort of tally of, of correct? I guess you have a chance. The top, the top you could get is four. Per you week. get it's five, uh, it's eight per week actually because you also get your the player prediction counts in this. That's what I mean. Are we keeping a separate? I would keep reading the show notes. Okay, I'm re- looking at them. Am I missing something? You just got to go a little bit beneath where it says weekly <laughs> leader recap. Yeah, a little bit further. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you were keeping a record. Like it, it, it says Matt is three, or is Matt like three and one, or is that just like just just th- the ones you three got right. points? Okay, I got I've, I got, I've gotten three right so the or, over the last week. Going to get well many more wrong than you get right. Right. So I think it's just more important to keep points rather than a uh, win loss tally. Got it. Okay. Yes. So. 
so our weekly leaders for passing was VA, not even close. Ooh, uh, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> and John and John and I were correct on that one. Um, rushing was James Butler, which when you consider that Hamilton lost his his one fourteen looks kind of wild. Like <laughs> it's a really good game. Uh, no, none of us got that. Uh, receiving was Alex Hollins. Shout out Matt, only one who got Alex Hollins. And then top defense was Edmonton. Felt uh, really good about that. I'm surprised you guys did, looking retrospectively. Why didn't you go for Edmonton? But uh, well, because I thought we had Winnipeg teed up against Calgary. Winnipeg was close. Edmonton had 13 points. Winnipeg had 10. Whew. And for those listeners, or sorry, sorry, Winnipeg had confused. The, had the less defensive that. winner is based on fantasy points. Yeah. And then Peter did not participate. Scatch did well. So he, he didn't get anything. So the the, sta- the standings are Matt with three, myself and John tied with two, Peter with zero. Mm. That's a shame, Pete. Uh, well, let's get in to week 12 predictions. Um, got an interesting slate this week. I think, I, I mean, it's the CFL, so you never know. Uh, I would say uh, three pretty uh, confident picks and then one non-confident pick. So, Matt, as our leader, kick us off Montreal at Winnipeg uh, and as well as a player performance line and prediction. Now, we know Cody is starting. Have we any word on Zach Caleros? Zach Caleros is starting as well. Starting. Okay. So, with that, I'm very confident. I would be confident, even with Drew Brown, I think, Winnipeg's going to take this one. Mm-hmm. Cody Fajardo yes. takes an average of 4.7 sacks a game. <laughs> Holy Hannah. The line is 4.5. Oh, my. I'm taking the over. Is this only if he starts, though? He will start. He will. Okay. He is starting. He is no. starting. Unless something happens, I, I don't, knock on wood, something doesn't. Yeah. He is starting. And just to be just to be clear, this is Cody Fajardo sacks taken. This is not Winnipeg total sacks. So, okay. so if he gets pulled. Tape on this one. You're going to have to watch the tape on this one. If, he, if, if somebody else, yeah. So, what do you guys think? Tyler, you're up next. It's a great line. I'm che- I'm cheating. I'm, lo- I'm looking at Winnipeg sacks from last week, which has no bearing on whether they get sacked. How many sacks they get this week? Um, I will go. I think he's going to try to protect himself a little bit more with the injury. Maybe throw the ball away. <laughs> That's just not his game. Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to go under. Winnipeg had one sack last week of, of Jake Mayer, and he's he's not exactly Mr. Escape the Pressure. So, um, yeah, give, give Cody under. And who do you think is going to win? Uh, oh, I mean, obviously Winnipeg. <laughs> I, too, have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers winning. Um, I do want to say something just to – I'd like to, you know, kind of resurrect – something from my academic days there is something in uh the criticism history articles and this criticism is known as the this is the article i would have written and let me tell you why oh yeah, 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 yeah if i was matt the line i would have set is how many pass attempts does caleb evans have 
Oh, that is a great one. At about ten and a half, but that's just me. Um, (laughs) um, As far as this line, which is also very good, I am going to go with the under. Okay. I'm going to go with the under. But I do want to say this is removed from the line. Do you think not, you know, obviously you'll come in in short yardage. Do you think we see Caleb Evans take snaps and take do a series, you know, with the context that the game is still in play and not, you know, a series with them down 15 points in the fourth quarter? Do you think we see Caleb Evans play this game in a real sense? I don't know that Moz is that hot on Caleb. So I think it's it's one of those situations where it's you don't expect to win you don't expect to win this game. I don't think Jason Moz feels that he could win this game oh, with Caleb. Oh, okay, okay. You know, well, I would I would push back just I think, you know, we saw what uh, Ottawa did with Crum earlier this year. A dual-threat quarterback can be used against uh, Winnipeg. Can be done. Anyway. Can be done. It'll be interesting. But yeah, Winnipeg all the way. All, all right. right. We've got... Talk to us about your, your favorite team in the CFL, the Calgary Stampede. <laughs> Going to Toronto. To I don't know. I, I don't know. what You're slapping favorite team on there. I don't know about that. Uh, oh, oh. This guy, unbelievable. I, I, don't, I, I, well, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Calgary. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Calgary, <laughs> Toronto. Um, <laughs> w- weird fact. Calgary's played 10 games. Toronto's only played eight games. So Jake Mayer actually has more passing yards in the season than Chad Kelly. There's a fun fact for you. Toronto um, doesn't have another bye week the rest of the season. How messed up is that? Very strange. Very, very beyond strange. Just not good. In fact, half, the season, half the season without a bye seems crazy to me. Yeah, seems a little wild. Um, I'm going with Toronto. I think that's the. I think that it's going to be a clean sweep with the boys. Um, we did a lot, a lot of Jake Mayer talk on here, so we're putting a Jake Mayer. Uh, yes. Yes. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. And we are going with. Over under 2.5 interceptions. Oh, okay. I wonder. I, I thought you might go fumbles lost, but oh, I, thought good, go, I thought he was going to go. They're going to be down. I think they're going to be down. Gonna go 0.5 over under pick sixes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that a great, that's a great line. Um, I'm thinking in this game they're going to be down quite quite a, early and quite a bit. Although the CFL lately has been drunk with some of these like early score lines, just like doesn't make any sense. Uh, I will say that he throws exactly two picks. They're going to be costly picks, like a red zone picks or a potentially <laughs> pick. But but I'll I'll, make I'll, count. I'll go under. He's going to make them count though. Love that. I will also be taking the Argos. Uh, I think that's fairly straightforward. I like the... Oh, man, that is such a good line, Tyler. It's just difficult. Very difficult. So, the, the so okay, I'm going over. And the reason is, is what we talked about earlier. I don't see them bringing another quarterback in. So, if they're down 15, 20 late, 
it's still going to be Jake trying to make things happen. And that's okay. where I think you get that extra one. So I'm going to go over. Kind of like, kind of like the, uh, kind of like the empty net goal in hockey. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. I love that. I'm going to go the over. I'm going under. Okay. And Toronto to win. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we should say uh, who Peter predicted for both these games. Winnipeg and Toronto. And Winnipeg and Toronto, yeah. Winnipeg and the it's it's okay. feeling like it's feeling other than the last game it's feeling a little chalky this week. That it is a little chalky this week, but I think that you know what's great is that you know that the CFL always has a little bit of an upset in its bag to make us look like fools. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely. I mean, it is. Yeah, this is this is an interesting interesting week, uh, which leads us to another possibly chalk pick: Hamilton going to BC. BC coming off a loss. Um, I'm going to take the BC Lions, um, and our player performance line, very tough. I, I think it's, you know, it's so easy to go with a receiver and, you know, do another yardage one. I'm going to do a team line. I'm going to do a team line. I'm going to go BC Lions over under 60.5 rushing yards. And I am going to take the well, I'm going to take the over 60.5. I think this week they get out to a lead and they finally flex their uh, rushing muscle a little bit. Uh, certainly not something uh, they've done all that often this year. I think if we take a look at the stats, um, our friend Tyquan Mizell, uh, let me get to his game log if it pops up. Of course it won't because I want to look at it now, but I'm going, un- I'm going to go over 60.5 team rushing yards for the BC Lions. Okay, I've got BC. I looked it up. They averaged 78.1 rush yards. So this is smashing the over. Smashing the over. Yeah, I'm smashing the over. Yeah, retweet the retweet. Oh, it's BC in the over. Okay. I love the confidence. Maybe, hopefully, we've hit a home run. (laughs) I think you might have set us up for a layup here, but that's okay. Hey, you need a couple easy ones. Dude, I that, feel like it's very Because, Tyler, you're killing me. I'm still waffling on the two and a half interceptions. I like the I like the tough ones. <laughs> it's just it it you know you know what? Balance is the key. You get some tough ones, you get some layups, you know what? You you, you do what you do. All right, Johnny. So what I just want to say toss the reason up I game. said a line like that is oh, last sorry, week they had forty three rushing yards in a 37 to 9 whooping of Calgary, they had 50 rushing yards. And then in the week before that, week uh, week 9 in their loss to Winnipeg, let me get this one, they had 63 rushing yards. So I think that 60 number is actually not too shabby based on recent form. Fair. But, but I, Fair. I understand. Um, Ottawa at Edmonton. Um, guys, you know something I say often, and I know you'll agree with me. 
you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. <laughs> and history will be made as the Edmonton Elks face off against the Ottawa Red Blacks. Um, I am the one, I will be first to pick, I guess, because I'm also setting the player performance line. Um, I am going to take the Edmonton Elks to not only win two games in a row, also win their first home game. To be fair, this is the first home win uh, since Justin Trudeau became a single man. So I know it's going to mean a lot to him. Um, and as far as player performance lines go, oh, that's such a good question. I want to do something Trey Fordish. Oh, perfect. 200 on the dot. Over under 200 passing yards for Trey Ford. I almost did this for Jake instead of the interceptions, but I'm so Over glad he did. Over under 200 passing yards for Trey Ford. Uh, I will be hitting. Can you put it at? Can you give me a? Can you give me a, a one ninety nine point five in there? Because he's the, there is a chance that he'll just throw exactly two hundred. I don't. No, we don't want put. We don't want any pushes. I agree. Two hundred point five or one ninety nine point five. Well, one one ninety nine point five. Then. Okay. One ninety nine point five. Do we see a two in front of the yards column for Trey Ford? I will be saying. I want it to be true. Yes. Yes. He goes over 199.5 uh, passing yards for Trey Ford this week and an Edmonton win. All right. I've got Ottawa taking this one. Hmm. I think Ottawa is not. Not it's totally fair. Not who we thought they were. The defense is still doing pretty well. Um, I'm going to go under for Trey Ford. Uh, Ottawa has been really great at getting to quarterbacks. Um, I don't know that Trey Ford hasn't been uh, challenged, but I, I think he, he's been a little little bit soft. I, I, I think the games that they've... As they should have been. They're, they shouldn't have thrown him to the wolves. I no, got to be honest, I, Matt. I think you're off on this. I think you're off on this one. That's fine. You can think whatever you if want. You, if you can, if you consider how bad the Ottawa pass defense is, Ottawa to they've win. let up four hundred yards to Jake. They let up four hundred yards to Jake Mayer. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all right. You, listen, Tyler, you're next, so you can say okay. whatever you would like. Okay. <laughs> Who are you taking over under? Let's hear. Well, t- Matt, finish yours. Ottawa and the under. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to list off quarterbacks who have more than 200 yards against, including an Edmonton Elks quarterback, Jared Doge, two over 200 yards. Daggy again, we're going to say Daggy. <laughs> Chad Kelly threw for over 400. Jake Mayer threw for over 400. Caleb Evans threw for over th- for excuse me not uh, Caleb Evans yeah Caleb Evans threw for over 300. Uh, I, I, Matthew Schiltz has thrown for over 200. I, Every quarterback. These are throwing. all quarterbacks that have thrown over 200 yards against other teams. Trey yeah. Ford has not against any team thrown over 200 yards. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. You can. Ottawa pre- and make your Ottawa, Ottawa and the over. <laughs> all right, I love that one. I want to make a note that Peter Borlo is standing with me on the right side of history. 
uh, and picking the Edmonton Elks. He's also taking. Who's he picking in the Trudeau divorce, though? Uh, I think um, Tiffany. I yeah, think. <laughs> Loretta. Let's do our week 12 uh, weekly leaders, weekly stat leaders predictions now. Matt, kick us off with passing yards. All right. I'm not going to be a dummy this week. And I'm going to say Vernon Adams. <laughs> Good. John? Tyler. Tyler. Oh. Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> this guy's going to take Trey Ford. <laughs> I'm thinking about Trey Ford. No, um, I'm not going to pick Trey Ford. I'll pick Chad Kelly. Oh, I like that. He, he's back in the lineup. That's a great pick. I like that. Uh, I will, you know what I like? I like a little, let's have a little good return to form. Uh, um, Zach Caleros. Okay. I thought about that. It's You know, it's good with a week of, you know, a lot of, uh, chalk picks. It's good to have a little variety in terms of the, uh, weekly passing, weekly leaders picks. So I'm going to go with, uh, Caleros and passing yards. Yep. Tyler, Team rushing press. yards. Who you got? Rushing what, yards. What, what matchup do you like? I'm going to go. I'm going to stick. Ooh, that's tough. You, think to you could will Kadeem Carey into existence? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I don't think I can. Um, I'm going to go with AJ Olet. Ah, but it's should go. Brady's the per- correct pick. But uh, yeah, let's go, AJ. I'm going heavy on the heavy on the on the Argos this week. Johnny. Uh, I will go. Can I take it back? Can I go Brady Oliver? Too late. I already said it. <laughs> you know, answered your own question. I I know. B.O. is the chalk pick. I just kind of want to be more exciting than that. You know what? Big game from Kevin Brown. So I'm going Kevin Brown, Edmonton Elks. That's crazy insane. i know love it i love it uh i'm also going with aj i think calgary has a porous defensive line and uh yeah so i think aj is going to capitalize okay now we get to receiving yards this one really is the hardest one the fact that you got one of these matt is incredibly <laughs> impressive because it's just i felt it I there's felt it no in my balls way, there's no way of knowing <laughs> Um, I like, let me check something really quick. Let me, let me go to, I just want to check injury reports really quick. Um, just because if I don't want to say anything, I might regret. Okay. I am going to pick, cause he had a down week sort of last week. Um, I'm going to pick Kenny Lawler as my receiving yards leader. Uh, might as, you know, I like to pair. Caleros and Lawler go together, so Lawler gets the job done for receiving yards. That's a good one. I am going to dance with who brung me, and Ooh. we're going to do a repeat of Alexander back Hollins. Two back. Back to back. I love that. Like, like I was waffling on it and going, like, oh, I'm going to pick this one. He's like, it's a toss-up. It could be Alexander Hollins. 
it could be Darrell Walker could get picked up tomorrow and like it's, lead the league. Receiving yards it, is nearly impossible. <laughs> yeah, it could be anyone. Oh, no fun. Um, I should go with an Argos player. Devaris Daniels had a monster game last time. I, you know what? Let's throw the dice on Devaris Daniels. Hey, I mean, like that's that. what I'm doing. I think all, well, three of us are are uh, getting some synergies going. I think it makes sense if you're picking yeah. Kelly to to throw the most. You're picking Daniels to catch the most. And then, as far as receiving, or sorry, uh, defensive performance. That one, I will go with the Toronto Argonauts. You know, I picked Mare to throw uh, over two and a half interceptions. Uh, I mean, it seems like every time I say this, the opposite happens. Happened with Winnipeg this week and BC this week. But I really, at one of these days, you know, what we think will be a blowout will be, I think Toronto just works Calgary. So I I think the defense feasts on the uh, poor Calgary offense. I'm, is it my pick? It's mine. I was made a fool last week, yes. um, both in the uh, this pick, the top defense pick, and then that translated. I ran BC instead of Sketch uh, for the defense. So I was seeing something in the BC Lions defense that apparently is not there, but I think I'm still seeing it. So I'm going to stick with BC. Yeah. Uh- I'm going BC as well. Going back to the well. Yeah, Hamilton's anemic. <laughs> I, I think any, against any other team, even against Edmonton, I might shy away from BC. But Hamilton, get in there, boys. Have have a day. Have a day or two. I like it. I like it. Matt, before we uh, get out of here, please give us a fantasy update. But Okay. And, and I mean... We had the most hilarious thing happen. I just want, I will, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and just say it before Matt gets started. We had the most hilarious possible outcome happen in fantasy this week, um, and I just can't wait to talk about it. I've been thinking about this all week. So please uh, begin. John, well clear. Like this is the nearly 200 points clear. Uh, after 11 weeks like it, it it's it's over start etching the trophy yeah, 83.6 i'm not celebrating you never know what could happen big game behind Vernon yeah i don't have to start i don't have to start, i don't have to start jake mayer anymore chad kelly gets to start every game for the rest of the season um uh i was right behind well not right behind i was behind john a good amount 52.8 tim white uh 13.2 and third place oh peter Scoring two players, uh, <laughs> a big uh, big uh, week from James Butler, thirty five point seven ahead of Tyler, thirty four point one. All six players for Tyler scoring. Top player for you, Dalton Schoen with eight. Unbelievable. Hmm. I just want to you know to get truly. How did we? How did, I, I just understand how the how the how the Calgary defense could give up only four field goals and not get more than eight points? Well, because it the the points you really can't count on the points. Like, uh, gotta have sacks and turnovers. Uh, BC blanked Edmonton and only got fifteen points because yeah, it's all about turnovers and sacks. 
Right, so I want to. This is Peter's starting lineup for Week Eleven. Was at quarterback Taylor Cornelius, hilarious. Luckily, he had, I believe, a rushing touchdown and a nice bomb to AC Leonard for forty-five yards. James Butler, and then he started Duke Williams, who racked up four point six points. The rest of his lineup was Greg Ellingson, who of course has not played this season, is hurt. Uh, Darrell Walker, who is currently not on a team. And the Toronto <laughs> defense, who was uh, on a bye. Oh, uh, as three, Matt three said, Tyler set an honest-to-goodness lineup. Mayor, Carey, Schoen, Acklin, Mizell, the Stamps D. And they racked up 34.1 points. And it's just nuts. It's just unbelievable. That is, that is um, a non-Peter low. Uh, of course, the Peter Low was in week 10 when Peter wrapped up an astonishing 5.2 points. Uh, yeah, that happened. Dropping second and third. Fantasy, you know, one of those things where every time I pull someone out of the lineup, I'm the game, put them in the lineup, and I'm like, show them after the game. Yeah, absolutely. Ever since the Malik Henry injury, I'm just I'm just guessing every week. Uh, Dalton Schoen's been a big disappointment, and then when he has played well, he's not been in the lineup because I pull him out because he's been disappointing. I, I just don't know what I'm doing this season, dude. That is, I think you've got to have first stringers who, if they're healthy, they're playing no matter what. You just ride the top. I get Chad Kelly and AJ the rest of the season. Curly Gittens, I mean, he's got to be the fantasy disappointment of the season. I mean, everybody wanted him. I, I grabbed him. Uh, I just, what what happened? I'm just, I, I'm, it's already, it's not even, the season's not over yet. I'm just looking at my fantasy and like, how did this not work out? I know, it's a great question. It's a great question. You really have been going through it, man. So Although Keon Schaefer Baker healthy, maybe that's a you know white yeah, line. Yeah, he had a tutty. Yeah, yes, he did. He did. He had, he had a tutty. <laughs> he had a tutty. All right. Uh, and tutty. With that, with that out of the way, um, we will be uh, bidding you, fair people, adieu. Uh, remember to follow us on uh, x.com, Chefs and Preds. Send us an email, Chefs and Preds at gmail.com. Guys, any final things you want the people to know uh, before we sign off for the week? I'm going to Italy for two weeks. Really? I don't know what this means for the pod. I will try to make it work. What are you doing there? Uh, the internet? <laughs> no confirmation on whether there is internet. That I honestly would have so little expectations for. Uh, I, I am going to dial up central. I'm going to keep the expectations quite low on the wi-fi side of things um i think uh wednesday i'll be in actually i think we we have a house on wednesday uh we're gonna be in and around venice um we're not we're only doing venice for three days but then we're doing the region around venice so we're doing some some uh some stuff in the nature so i rented a house sort of like in a national park that's there so is coco going to visit some of her grandpa's old war buddies Have a great week, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, guys.